Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Mm -hmm. On this podcast, we do a full-blown scene-by-scene review of our favorite movies from the 90s, 80s, and 2000s. I put that in reverse for some reason. Yeah. But every (laughs) once in a while, one of us makes a movie suggestion that is met with violent disdain. A movie that one of us loves so much and the other two hosts cannot stand. This movie suggestion nearly cracks and fractures the foundation of our friendship and this podcast to a point that we may never, ever do an episode again. It's that bad. It's that bad. So we decided the only way to get past this was to put that particular movie in question on trial. See if its lover can convince its haters that it's actually a good movie worth reviewing on this podcast. Welcome to our new series called On Trial. (laughs) And this week's movie in question is 1996 Biodome. Nope. Not even your dance. <laughs> he kind of danced on that. Not even kind of Produced so- by Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what you're thinking. First of all, why is this coming out on a Monday? Maybe you missed our Monday episode last month about Saved by the Bell. Yeah. If so, here's the exciting news. Because of the continued support of our Patreon members, we were finally able to pull the trigger on adding an additional episode per month. It's always been our continued dream to switch to four full-blown movie reviews per month. But since we've developed these fun bonus episodes like Mini Bites, Top 5 Episode, I've Never Seen, and this brand new on trial idea, we didn't want to get rid of those. So hence the bonus episode every month. We can't do this without our Patreon members. So to everyone who's already a member, this is for you, Thank you. directly. Thank you so much to anyone wanting to support this podcast. Join the cool kids at patreon.com slash confused breakfast to get access to weekly bonus episodes, voting on upcoming movies, a private discord server, and more join 200 other happy and satisfied patrons. Remember the more support we have there, the more cool things we can do there. It's True. Yeah. For context, we started off doing two episodes a month. And Look at us now. Now we're about to be at five almost total. Look right? at us now. Pretty soon we're going to do one episode per day. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> a lot more Patreon members needed yeah, for this. Yeah, we are. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast for more. All right. So I'm sure that our audience can guess who picked this movie. Can you? It's me. <laughs> I love Biodome, but when I brought it up to these guys, they were not happy at all. And so I have to ask before we start this, like, why, why do you not like this movie? You are we? Is this my argument? Did, well, you are, you're, is this you're, opening arguments? No, because you are the jury. You okay. are the jury. We'll set the stage later. See, I just want to know for my jury personal yes and execution for my personal reasons and knowledge. Like, why don't you like this movie? I just think. I, I'll be honest, and I revisited this not knowing that we were going to be doing okay. this. I, I was just like, I was put on Biodome. I think we got done with Wayne's World. I'm like, I want another oh, stupid yeah. movie. And this is way super than that. Yeah. Um, or actually, actually, maybe stupid. it was actually after uh, Encino Man because okay, there you of go. Oh, Shore. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, um, Polly Shore uh, kind of redeemed uh, himself in my eyes when I watched when we revisited Encino Man. Yep, yep. And then I revisited this. And I think he is walking himself through this uh, like no other. And I think he was just kind of doing this maybe as a paycheck. Maybe it's just, I guess, kind of like, uh, it's a job and I'll take it. And then the Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. (laughs) Stephen. The Baldwin. Baldwin. He may be the only redeemable factor in this, but doesn't do it enough. Not good enough. And I just think it's fucking stupid. AJ? (laughs) 
It's fine. No, this is we're setting the stage so people literally know what what I have ahead of me to try to convince you guys. I just love the fact that he like gave a pretty solid like overture of like you know what I just feel this is how I feel and just my feelings. I just really don't know and I just think it's fucking stupid. And that was pretty solid. I like that argument. And he sat back in his chair. Yep, he's like, and I am satisfied now that I got to say that. Uh, got new chairs, I can lean back. So, so if if I was gonna try to do a reverse of what Sean just did, I honestly think that there is zero point to this movie like I, it, when i watch i this, agree when i watched this as a kid right um i was sho- i was shown it by like my o- my older brothers like my brother ray dave like they showed me this movie and it was very funny to them so i thought it was funny yeah and i was like yeah of course this is funny because it's paulie shore the squirrel and, you know that kind of sh- you know and you're like okay cool like yeah though no, this is funny and as a kid i think i think you there's some value to it in like the comedy that ensues as as you go on you realize a there is no point to this movie two <laughs> there there's no consistency uh, and d and d the, like there's there's zero redeeming quality whether you whether you find anything whether you find any point internally or externally of this movie like outside oh well but the message is there What's the message? Don't throw parties in a bio like in a in a controlled environment. No, we need to take better care of our planet. No, because that's that message isn't actually there as much as you want it to be. So there is no point to this right, movie. Right. It is a cash grab for Polly Shore, and at this point, the Polly Shore like one point five Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> so I, that's it, guys. I just kind of want to reiterate a little bit. Our the point of our show that we have is yeah. like this nostalgia cannot be factored in to our modern day. Yes. Right. And so this is all modern day take. I would agree with AJ that when I watched this movie of back course. in the day, I loved it. I loved the all the stupid potty humor. All the I I think maybe the only good line in this movie is when one of the scientists says, You're a simian and and Stephen Baldwin just just dick. goes, Dick. <laughs> I quote that all the time still. And maybe maybe that's a redeeming factor of it, but I, I still don't think it, it can hold up to it. I will call um, Polly Shores. I'm going to use the word uh, his performance. I'm going to use the word overwrought. Okay. Overwrought. Wow. Overwrought. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Overwrought. It won't do it. And that, if you're going to make the argument that this is a um, – a euphemism or a, 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 a what's the fucking word? I used overwrought. I can't think of this simple it's word. Five. Uh, it's 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 message. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. It's message. <laughs> it's message is global warming and how we shouldn't do that. I don't know. All I'm going to say is you overruled. Guys, you guys are not alone. Uh, here are a few bad ratings and reviews to share. IMDb has this at a 4.3. Yep. That is the lowest of any movie we have done. Blank Check and Three Ninjas are 5.3. This is a 4.3. Yeah. Wow. On Rotten Tomatoes, this is a 4%. That is the lowest of any movie we have done. Blank <laughs> Check is a 9%. Say 4%? Critics thought that this was a 4%. Can I can I tell you? I know we don't use it anymore and everything. Do you know what Metacritic is? No. Zero? One. One. Okay. One. Here are a few critical uh, reviews. I've I've pulled a few sentences here. Despite the advances humankind has made since dragging itself out of the primordial ooze, Shore is a successful comedian. John Anderson, LA Times. 
Hmm. America faces the real prospect that Paulie Shore is the most annoying comic alive. Peter Stack, the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Hal Hinson at the Washington Post said, a spoof of Echo Consciousness starring one man, Toxic Spill, Paulie Shore. <sighs> I have my... The first one sounded nice, comparatively. <laughs> <Yeah>. Despite <laughs> the advances uh, humankind has made since dragging itself out of the prim- primordial ooze, Shore is a successful comedian. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I got my work cut out for me, so let's set up how this is going to work. Since I really do love this movie, I'm going to essentially act as the defense attorney for Biodome. I'm going to present my case on why this movie is actually good and why AJ and Sean and perhaps our podcast audience should rethink their hatred for it. Um, So essentially what I'm saying is, I believe that this movie is worth a review on this podcast, a full episode. And that's my argument is that saying, yes, of course, it'll be funny that we'll tear it apart. But like Sean said earlier, it's that you will actually be interested in doing the, re- the work and the review and the research and you'll be excited about it. And you know essentially what's, what it is. You know what's messed up about if this does win its case? If you do make a good argument yep. and we do cover this in the future, it'll be the only movie that we review Twice. Well, sort of. I'm to not, this point. To this point, right? Yes. I'm not going to review it in, in a sense. You'll see. After my presentation and closing arguments, I will leave the room. AJ and Sean will debate and right. decide the fate of this movie. Here are the verdicts and sentences that they will choose from. Yes. Not guilty. That means that both judges were swayed by my elegant arguments, and they admit they were wrong. This movie is worthy of being fully reviewed on its own episode, and you are excited to dive into it. That would be a not guilty verdict. A mistrial would be that if one of the judges is swayed by my arguments and the other is not, and they cannot reconcile, this movie will have to be watched by both judges, and then they can make a ruling at a later date based on what I've told you. Or guilty. Both judges were not swayed by my arguments, and they still believe this movie is pure trash. The sentencing will be X amount of months before it can ever be watched again or even <laughs> considered for the show. So you could say guilty and say five years yeah. before we can even mention this movie, yeah. let alone watch it and even consider it. Death penalty is that we actually hold a service and we get the DVD and we burn it and we light it on it. fire. I have a fire pit. We will do it. So that is pure death penalty. I mean, that is just where I just, I'm sorry, I couldn't I couldn't make my argument, and you guys are like, fuck that guy. Who it's cares? a better fate than it being, you know, just like in a, uh, a, a secondhand store, just wilting away yep. and in a pre-funeral home. Us, pre, pre-funeral <laughs> home. We were just going to kill it. Put it out of its misery. I'm going to take a drink here. Sit down, clown. Are you ready for this? <laughs> it's trial time, I guys. For this. I'm excited. Court is now in session. Excited. Sit back, relax, form your own opinions as we put yeah. Biodome on trial. Distinguished gentlemen of the jury, I'm not here to tell you that Biodome is a perfect movie. It is most certainly not a perfect movie. I'm here to tell you that the ratings on this movie are way too harsh, and it needs to be revisited and dissected as a full-blown episode of this show. We get it. Sure, this movie is considered the death of Pauly Shore's career. (laughs) We cannot debate that. He never did anything after this, and yes, it has the absolute lowest ratings of any movie we've done yet and possibly will ever do. 
But how often do you say on our episodes, you guys have said this so many times, that even though you gave a movie like Three Ninjas or Blank Check a low rating, which were our lowest ever that we gave, how you still are like, I still want to watch it. Yeah, It's still kind of a fun movie. Like It's just great to, to sit around with some friends, drink some beers, and just watch it and just have fun. It's funny, Let how, loose. It's funny how nostalgia is. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's funny Go how ahead. nostalgia works, right? Funny with those is. movies, you're able to say, you're able to say, I know it's not Citizen Kane or Pulp yeah. Fiction, mm-hmm. but it serves a purpose. Yeah. And that you, purpose... In fact, you even no, mentioned... No, no, no. You can't... Your Honor, this is my opening arguments. Sustained. You're a, let me start that again. With those movies, you are able to sit back and objectively say, I know it's not Citizen Kane or Pulp Fiction, but it serves a purpose, and that purpose is to let me turn off my brain, relax, and have some fun. Much like our TikTok. Sometimes it's just fun to enjoy things without being critical. Unlike our people that are like, hey, your fan theory is so dumb. And like, that is what I will argue that you need to do with Biodome. You just need to sit back and go, who cares? This is awesome. And I don't even care because I don't have to think about it. And that's fun. Alec Baldwin told his brother, Stefan Baldwin, <laughs> that doing this movie could end his acting career. He has 80 credits to his name since this film. Baldwin has stated that he gets recognized more for his role in Biodome than any other film he's done to this date. And I must ask you now, Alec Baldwin, what are you doing and what are you recognized for? Maybe he should be on trial. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he should be on trial. That's the question, huh? That's the question. Let me explain my backstory with this film. I was 14 when this came out. This movie was made for me. I watched it late in high school. Squirrely was my nickname in marching band. I hope not. That's gross. I had it tattooed on the hat, or embroidered on the hat that we wore. (sighs) In college, it became the movie that we watched in the dorms, just to have fun. Like, look, this is great. Let's laugh, and let's have a good time. Drink some illegal beers in our dorm. And so this movie's been ingrained. Illegal beers? (laughs) This movie's become an ingrained part of my life. Perhaps I've seen this movie more than any movie in the entire world that I've ever seen. This is the story of two guys who didn't care about the environment, but they eventually come around and they do the right thing. It's a cautionary tale, and it shows us that we need to be just like Bud and Doyle. This movie means even more today than it ever has. We didn't listen to him in 96, and it's more important now than it ever was. Not just about climate change and the environment, but about human relationships, loyalty, and responsibility. We need these lessons now more than we ever have. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast. I'm going to come out and say it. This is the best of Pauly Shore. <sighs> One can argue... This was peak Pauly Shore, you Objection. guys. Objection! Can I? Nope. You'll have plenty of time after Opening this. Opening arguments, sir. Yes, you'll have plenty of time. Overruled. One can just, just take it in. One can argue that this was peak Pauly Shore and that the world was just not ready for him yet. Encino Man, Jury Duty, In the Army Now, Son-in-Law, great movies. Mm. But this man, despite the hate he received from critics, was really connecting with audiences. Think about the first time you saw this. You were like, Pauly Shore is the best. He created a persona, and he went with it when everyone else was afraid to do anything out of the ordinary in the late 90s. Our man, Pauly Shore, instead of being applauded for the comedian he is, was shit on by critics who were too afraid to speak up about the genius they were witnessing. And don't forget Stephen Baldwin. Can you? This man, <laughs> this man is a good actor. 
we experience the depth of his acting skills coming from a role like Usual Suspects, switching complete gears to the role of Doyle Johnson in this movie, versatile acting at its finest. He knew that he was willing to be the guy who could remind us in the future that dreadlocks on white guys were not cool and that soul patches should never, ever, ever be revisited as part of the facial hair culture. This was his cross to bear, and he did it with grace. Kylie Minogue, Dr. Petra Von Kant, mega superstar musician and actress. is She's absolutely beautiful in this film as ever, and she knocks her role out of the park. The carrot scene? Come on, boys. Still makes still makes a move a little bit. I don't okay? remember. Okay, I, anyway. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm trying to entice you to maybe I'm go not, back and I'm, like I'm, review this, okay? I'm listening. I'm taking Joey, counter notes. Joey Lauren Adams, Simone from Days and Confused, killing it in this role? Come on, guys. William Atherton, Dr. Faulkner of Ghostbusters, real genius, diehard, playing the role of unhinged scientist. Henry Gibson playing William Leakey, Dr. Klopek in The Burbs. Rose McGowan is in this movie and plays friend Denise. Tenacious D sings a song about the environment in this movie. You cannot get this type of talent without a movie being even remotely bearable. These people all killed it in the movie, and that is worth something. This is a movie of one-liners for days. Biodome. Do you think that means it goes both ways? (laughs) What do you want out of life? To die and come back as a leotard? Russell, there's beer cans in the trash in the kitchen. There's beer cans in the trash in the bathroom. There's beer cans in the trash in the basement. What does that say? We're out of beer? (laughs) Just let him continue. (laughs) How'd you get a job, Russell? Fucking President Clinton. You had sex with President Clinton? Thinking that Pauly Shore came up with the brilliant line of calling swimmers grape smugglers. Even the tiny Elvis has stage fright line is pretty awesome, and I say it every time I can't pee in a public location. Purple Sticky Punch presentation scene is classic. What's your name, Purple Sticky Punch? I know what you're thinking. Illegal, illegal. There's even a beautiful subcontext moment that you don't notice until you really dissect this movie. They attend Thunderbird Junior College, and the plaque out front says, Thunderbird Junior College. Nothing to be ashamed of. That's their tagline. Beautiful, deep moments. The soundtrack. We Care A Lot by Faith No More. Perhaps one of the greatest songs by one of the greatest bands of the 90s. Safety Dance, Men Without Hats. Steeler's Wheel, Stuck in the Middle with You. It's when they find the stash of food and they're using laughing gas. Many would say that uh, Stuck in the Middle with You cannot be heard any other different way than Reservoir Dogs. Objection. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> hearsay. Objection. Hearsay. And I agree. Sustained. And I agree. Is that good? Does that mean you, you're good? God. Overruled. No. Sustained. <laughs> Listen, and I, which I agree. Reservoir Dogs stuck in the middle of you. The only way you think of this. However, for this movie to then take that and go, I can at least give a good try at it and make it as memorable as this is, that is a very important thing. There is an Encino man cameo here back in time when bud and doyle were kids they're sniffing farts and guessing what food they ate god fucking damn the young actor who plays young (laughs) Pauly shore in this scene acts totally like stoney from encino man we've already established the Pauly shore universe when we did encino man and i think this fits right in 
So in closing, this movie sheds light on what it's like to have a carefree attitude to truly be best buddies with someone. The world today is tough. The older you get, the more responsibility you get, and the more your inner child dies. Stress takes over. These boys remind you to live every day as if it's your last. Say yes to everything. Have experiences. It is an invitation to turn off your brain, preferably with the aid of mood-altering substances, recalibrate your attention span to non-existent, and give in to your inner moron. Here are some fan reviews online that show I'm not the only one who feels this way. Just let it be known that there is a whole generation of us that know this is a bad movie, but we love it anyway. James M. (laughs) Here's an interesting fact. There is not a single F word in this movie. There's so much to laugh at, and yet no one gets hurt. Even the fart jokes are gourmet fart jokes. No one sleeps with anyone they shouldn't. Jack Black plays guitar. I actually love the portrayal of the head scientist who knows his Black Sabbath. The setup is fast and believable. It's a buddy picture. It's the 90s version of Road to Bali, and your grandchildren are going to want to watch it. Objection, you call it a picture. This is a moving fart. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have your fucking time, guys. That was by... Overruled. Trust me on this one when I call it a classic. In a time capsule full... (laughs) It's a time capsule fun for all, harm no one sense. It's a classic genus. Sometimes it's okay to just lay back with some junky snacks, slurp a bladder-busting gallon of soda, and enjoy one of the Baldwins being an idiot for an hour and a half. Brilliant film that doesn't linger on the message, something about the environment, and still pleases on the 120th view. That's by Spittin' Pubes on IMDb. You still let him Let me go! He's almost done. Last one. Love what you love. Don't let the world tell you this is a bad movie. Judge for yourself. Don't be afraid to watch this movie and say, it's not a perfect movie, but it wasn't that bad. I laughed, and it kept my attention the whole time. When we are 80, we will look back fondly on Pauly Shore's humor as we yearn for our youth in simpler times. Being one of his best movies, Biodome deserves a non-guilty verdict, and we should schedule it for a full movie review on this podcast. Thank you very much. Just Don't say anything. Just some notes. Don't say anything. Just taking some notes. Just taking some notes. That is my presenting arguments. I'm going to leave the room, and these two fellas can figure out a verdict on this case. A reminder, not guilty. Both judges were swayed, and this movie is worthy of being reviewed in its full episode. Mistrial. One of you thinks it's good. One of you thinks it's bad. You cannot collaborate on that. We have to watch this movie and then decide at a later date. Guilty. You were both not swayed by my arguments, and you believe this movie's pure trash. Trash. Sentencing will be X months before it can ever be watched again or talked about. Death penalty. We burn it, and it's never allowed to be talked about again. I'm going to leave the room. Tell me when you're ready. Thank you, Michael Schulte. Take my beer with me. Do you want some more? Nope. Okay. Can I begin? (laughs) You may. Obviously, he was trying to shoehorn in the fact that we both love, and in in the community of this podcast and movie lovers all all around the world, yeah, that uh, there was Reservoir Dogs references. There were Days of Confused references. Obviously, I'm a Days of Confused lover. You have to you have to understand like where he's where he's when he's when you're grasping at straws at the straws of the movie universe. This is a dead giveaway. I'm just saying. He's trying, obviously, to shoehorn, and I, I mean, like, that is an argument. That he knows, he knows us. Know. He knows me. He knows know. the movie audience of of movies in general. 
Uh, you cannot sway me that uh, what's her fucking name in Reservoir Dogs was a highlight in Biodome. Mm-mm. I liked seeing her. I liked that she was in this movie. I, I, ho- I think that she probably regrets that she was in this movie. I think most if people you, If regret. you reference Steeler's Wheel and say that that was the most iconic the movie has ever been in Reservoir Dogs and you compare it to Biodome. Yeah. And I bet I, it wasn't even the, the – was it, was it the actual version? It was. It was the actual version. It was version. the actual version. Yes, it so was. So the they version. spent their budget getting that song and other songs that he argued against. They argued for. Right. Yes. They spent their budget doing that and not a good director to direct Polly Shore. Yeah. Who's the director of this fucking movie anyway? I can look it up. Okay. But, I mean, it would take, it would take time to do that. Uh, the director was Jason Bloom. Jason Bloom. Um, Wait, like Jason Blum, like of Blum Productions? Bloom, Blum, Bloom. I don't know if it was a Blum. Criminal, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Hey, um, Survivor. He's done a lot of stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's done a lot of stuff. Uh oh, am I fighting your uh, zombie? I zombie. Veronica Mars. I don't even care. Overnight care. delivery. What What do you have to say? Just let me know. Hey, canine. I mean, the Jim Belushi absolute hit. Turner and Hooch turned on its head. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I had some, I, I was making some notes. I, I'm sorry. I was making some notes along the way here. I have a really tough time with this, actually, because the problem the problem here is we're deliberate we're deliberating on this like a jury would, essentially. And and uh although I would like a rebuttal, maybe, maybe to our prosecution, uh, or sorry, our defendant, my thoughts were like, how can a movie just be so pointless upon creation? Yeah. That's my biggest argument in this whole thing. It's it's completely pointless upon creation. Like there's no there's no value of this movie. And and like even even when you say like a very similar like blank check, there's no value to it. Well, it does kind of teach up at least for a moment that just because you got a million dollars doesn't mean that your life is okay. We can't compare right? this movie to that because it has Rick to come in. If You're you right. have Rick to come in a movie, you are golden. If yeah, Rick to come in was in this movie, this movie, we would be reviewing this movie. You're right. Okay, that's a great point. I apologize, but I'm just I'm just wondering, like, how do actors like have such zero substance, like like absolute zero substance, like negative degree substance in a movie? And I'm talking about I'm talking about like the Biodome Five. I'm talking about how do like how do you how do you get to make a movie that has such like little substance, like with characters that should mean something do you create not only, not only like, and yes, I, I do. I do a great agree. Um, Joey Lauren, uh, Joey Lauren Adams, Lauren Adams. Yeah. It's almost like a cop out to me. Oh, she's obviously gorgeous. And, and for the times, like a, like a superstar in these types of movies, we better put her in there. So that way there's some relief from having to deal with our two main people. Like that's my idea of this whole thing. A lot of the time there's, there's no, and there's no plot device other than the fact that they have to be there. And then by the way, they find out that this entire plot device, that this whole thing has to be 
kept up with. They are locked in a biodome in a, in a, in a controlled environment. And then they have to go, and they have to go and, like, they're, they're like, uh, banished to, like, this desert kind of a thing, right? Yeah. And turns out there's a fucking key in a windowsill. I, and so, so every every little plot device that is created throughout this movie is just frustrating because it's 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 thwarted by the writing again because they wrote it in that fashion. That is my ups- That's why I'm so upset about it. The plot of this movie, AJ, is what if a couple stoners who don't care about anything except for their girlfriends, kind of, yeah, uh, and and uh, getting high and drinking all the time, uh, we're in a uh, a, a biodome where where uh, the planetary um, combustion yes is is being th- is being uh, uh, trying to be rectified with this experiment of biodome. What if what if stupid idiots were put into this place. What would happen? What would happen? And that is that is all that was written down. And that and what I just said, the words that I used weren't even comprehensible. I know. Compared to this movie, <laughs> I maybe you could comprehend them a little bit better. Uh so I like I just I'll I'll keep going back to this and this is kind of my final part of it because I don't think either of neither one of us is going to convince the other person at this point that this movie is worth reviewing in full, right? And it's it just, it, I, I, and to do this though, I just want our listeners to understand, like to do this, you have to play devil's advocate to yourself in order to be able to do this. I understand we have to listen to Mike and, or whoever happens we to We have be, to listen to Mike. We gotta listen to Mike. <laughs> I hope he hears this. <laughs> uh, but no, like we have to listen to the defendant basically pour their heart out about this movie and about why it might be something good. I don't know that he poured his heart out, I though. feel like he kind of did, and I, I respect his research, to be completely honest. That's I really the research. Do. I didn't feel the heart. Well, okay. I, Sorry, I also respect that. Go ahead. Um, but I do think it's, it's, it, always, it will always come back to me for the idea of, like, this idea of like recognition, right? I think it was like, uh, he made a point about recognition for like Polly Shore and like other people. And my, my thing that I immediately, it's like, yeah, recognition is a point of pride for some. It's also a point of admission to a neighborhood for, <laughs> to, for others, you know, <laughs> that you have to sit there and like, <laughs> like justify your presence to other people. And I kind of get that out of this. <laughs> it's, it's the internet. It's, it's, yeah, it is. <laughs> And and I don't think that it's always it's always a point of of point of pride or rec- for recognition, and and I it just makes me ask like what am I trying to get out of this movie like am I trying to get am I trying to get something that's like worth fighting for like what am I trying to fight for most movies have something that you're fighting for yeah that you as an audience member you want to you want to fight for and at no point did I get any sort of like fight like instilled in me yeah we should fight for like the earth or the environment or hot scientists or pizza and fart jokes and aromas and a tenacious D cameo. Weird. Oh, we should have wax be the band because people know who wax is. No, there's nothing timeless about this movie and all the B actors in the world can't save this movie. I do also want to reiterate every time the last time I watched this movie, if you are arguing for Polly Shore 
on this movie, I don't think it's apt because I think he is literally strolling through this entire thing. Yeah. At every point. I agree. It seems like at every take that he has and every take that they kept for the movie, yes. he is about to break. And it's about, it's not even like a break. Oh my God, you're right. It's not dude. even like a break, like a fun break. It's not even like a SNL break, like a, the Ryan Gosling. It's, 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 not, it's not Jimmy Fallon break. It's not Jimmy Fallon break. It is a break that he's like, this is fucking stupid. Yes. And I, I, I'm getting paid for doing fart jokes. And there and I, I think there's a smugness to his breaking yep. that, that really turns me off. Yes, and therein lies my closing argument to this, and I think this is the nail in the coffin. And this, if this doesn't convince Mike, maybe I, I'm not. We're not. We're by the way, we're not even trying to convince Mike. We get to decide. That's right. Uh, but at the same time, the closing argument to me, 100, percent is that Polly Shore doesn't even take this movie seriously. That's what I'm saying. To any degree, yeah. And Stephen Baldwin has become the Polly Shore Stony. Of a Polly Shore movie. You are 100% and right. that, sir, and he doesn't do it. He doesn't even do it justice. And that right there. But he does. He's the only redeeming factor. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. But he has become that of this movie. And that in, that in itself is why I think that this is honestly a death penalty. He brought up a witness. Yeah. Let's say a reviewer witness that said yeah. that this is a buddy movie. Yes. Right? Yes. A buddy movie is a 50-50 kind of thing, right? Yes. Polly Shore is not putting 50% into this movie. He's putting maybe 10-15. He's doing what Polly Shore does and then allowing everything else to float around him. He's maybe 30 to 40% into this movie. Yeah. I agree with you. What do you believe the verdict is? You say death. I don't think this is a mistrial because neither of us neither of us is I, convinced. I think you're right. I think uh, I will say well, death. so so th- is this guilty or is it death? I guess is it guilty or is it death? Guilty, guilty means that this is not available for right. us to right. review. But is this worthy of of putting to death? I do not think. Here is my pretentious sort of artist standpoint to yeah. this. Yeah, um, I do think this movie is guilty. Okay, uh, on all counts. Yes, um, and. But I do think that a, a lot of the witnesses he brought up, people are entitled to their enjoyment of this, entitled to their opinions as well. And I always respect that. I was moved a little bit sure. by a couple of the witnesses' statements. Okay. And I we have to we have to give sympathy in that aspect. Uh and and I think there were some, you know, if it was if this movie was complete malice the entire way through. Yeah, I would say death. I think this movie deserves its fate in a guilty verdict. In a guilty verdict, not death penalty. No death. I agree with you. Okay. I believe this movie is guilty on all charges, and it should be banished to whatever prison it needs to stay in, and that's it. So it, has, it has to serve time before it becomes part of this podcast. Th- yeah, I believe so. Okay. Bring him in. Bring him in. Michael. Michael Schulte to the stand, please. Michael Schulte. There he is. He is He is almost done with his beer. Oh, yeah. That is that was the most nerve-wracking. Very we gave telling. him a lot of time on that, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Long, that, it's like sometimes you don't know if the deliberation goes for a long time. They say it's like 
You know, usually if they're guilty, it's just like, you're done. You got like, to gotta wonder sometimes, sometimes, too, like, if, they, if they're just like, yeah, he's guilty, and then just kind of party a little bit, they just kind of hang out, and like, oh, what would you Is that you what you guys did? Yeah, if, we, if, we continue, <laughs> if we continue to do this, like, I can't wait for the moment that it's just going to be like, all right, he leaves the room, it's like, is he fucking guilty? Get the fuck back in here. <laughs> We're done. It depends on how this goes. That might happen. Then, uh, all right. So I have some closing arguments, okay. basically, in our deliberation. Okay? If you if you already okay? said it, you don't necessarily have to tell me. But uh, if well, you would like to, you I, can. I would at least okay. like to give you some of our points. The or audience, I think the audience would like your reaction. Okay. I, I think, yeah, I think it would be worthwhile for your reaction. Okay. So, and I made some of these notes. I did take some of these notes uh, during our deliberation as okay. well as okay. during your opening oh, arguments. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Biggest ones being, you know, how can a movie be pointless upon creation? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There is zero point to this, and, and not, so no. at one point, the 90s. at one point, yeah, you're right. At one point, you talked about recognition, and I I made a point that that recognition is a point of pride for some, but it's also a point of admission to a, a neighborhood for others. <laughs> um, and then you also have, you know, we're fi- trying to figure out what's worth fighting for. Um, you know, you also mentioned uh, things things along the lines of. You know, looking back in time to Polly Shore and like his, what what, would you, what did you say, Sean? Like during his, you know, looking back for him as what as far as what he's doing and and everything. As far as what he's doing, he is walking his way through this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I I your you you said that this was his defining role. Yeah, this is his defining role. But as a and then statement. also you say that this is <laughs> a buddy bold. movie, or you, one of your witnesses yes. says this is a buddy movie. I agree. He is putting maybe fifteen to twenty percent yeah. into this movie. I feel like a a, a relationship is fifty fifty fifty. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Now, I think Stephen Baldwin is putting in at least sixty seventy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing a, a big a big part of that, right? Okay. I think he's trying. I okay. think Polly Shore is not trying at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the idea that you have. All the B characters in the world, honestly, and even some that weren't even mentioned. Phil Lamar is in this show. Phil Lamar is in this. Phil Lamar, but another uh, Tarantino reference. Uh, Pulp yeah, fiction. Pulp fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I was visibly all, upset by that comment. All, all of the yeah, uh, we were very mad that you decided to even just bring that up in this environment. <laughs> Not even once, but twice. There's more dogs than Steelers wheel. Steelers, yeah. Um, but but like I say, even all the B characters in the world of other great, amazing movies can't save the fact that Polly Shore himself isn't even taking this movie seriously with all the breaks and obvious jokes that he finds funny that they couldn't even bear to edit out because mm-hmm. they didn't want to take the time to spend any more dealing with this movie. And for that reason, we do feel that we find this movie guilty on guilty. all charges. On all charges. I, I will I will say we have, we didn't even talk about sentencing yet. We didn't talk about sentencing. Well, we talked about sentencing and the fact that we don't believe it deserves the death penalty. Penalty. Okay. 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 We, okay. It does not deserve the okay. death penalty. Understand. No death there penalty. Are those? What, what did you say, Sean? About the, the witnesses maybe had their best point. The, the right? witnesses had their best point, and even to your argument as well, that you are part of those witnesses. Yes. Right. That this movie does have merit with some people. It is respectable and does and like Joey Lord and Adams cannot save this movie by her by her wonderfulness 
by, by itself. Okay. Exactly. But it could with somebody. Okay. And if that if that performance alone and if this movie alone saves somebody from some sort of turmoil okay. Okay. and some okay. sort of uh, ailment in their life, some sort of depressing thing, and this movie turned that off for a little bit, it does not deserve a death. Okay. But I do think, what do you say, How AJ? long can we go before this movie can ever be talked about again or considered for a full review? I'm, oh. I'm saying at least three months. Three months? Three months. <laughs> three months. <laughs> Sean. I don't know. I don't know the barometer. This is our first time. This I don't is- know the barometer of... <laughs> I, I mean, you're setting, look, you're look setting here. precedence here. On Ga- whatever gauging on the possible... Three months from now, let's say. So uh, September, October. Gauging the possible half-life let's of go, our show. Let's go through 2022 first. We're going to go. That's like 15 months. I will be making our recommendation here. And I will be making the recommendation of two years. Two years. I will be making the recommendation of two years based on that. You feel that's too harsh? I believe the half-life. And if you want to go in between and just call it a year, then I'm fine with that. I will meet you at that. But that is it. Can we do a year? Let's do a year. 12-month sentence? A 12-month sentence. 12-month sentence. Today is uh, August 28th, 2022. That means Biodome cannot be considered for full-blown review nor discussed until August 28th, 2023. There it is. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Okay. I you know, sometimes as a defendant, you know, you know you're dealing with a psychopath who obviously murdered people. I just you're just to trying say, to save you're just trying to save him from the death penalty. Is all you're really trying to do. I just have to say the fact that the death penalty came up one year is a light sentence. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I did my job. Like we all knew this movie was guilty, and I knew I couldn't convince you of it. So I just had to keep it off the death penalty, is what I had that to do. That was basically what you did today. <sighs> so you. congratulations. You might as well consider yourself an Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay, just one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just win. Just win. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for all the support on Patreon, which makes these bonus episodes possible. If you want to learn more about how you can support this podcast, get all the amazing bonus perks and everything that entails it, patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Go sign up. Uh, stay tuned for a fun new episode coming up on this Wednesday. And don't forget to check us out on all social medias. Buy some shirts. Share this podcast to a friend. Helps more than you could ever know. Please and thank you. Goodbye. I love you. I love you so much. Goodbye. I love you, Mike. Just by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs>